I think when you're a small nonprofit, you know, you've got your head down, you're just trying to get stuff done. But, you know, it could be so much better if they had a little bit more support, financial or otherwise, really. Welcome to Nonprofit Voices, brought to you by the Michigan Nonprofit Relief Fund. A $32.5 million grant program to support small nonprofits with less than $1 million in annual revenue that incurred demonstrable expenses or losses after the pandemic. The Nonprofit Relief Fund has been administered by the Michigan Nonprofit Association, MA, and the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity, LEO. This series is a short talk with the leaders of Michigan's nonprofit community, hence, Nonprofit Voices. I'm your host, Shannon Kaysen. I'm a storyteller and podcaster, but this episode is not about me. Today's episode is a wrap up with our previous guests detailing their nonprofit relief fund experience. I'm joined by Summer Dawson. My name is Summer Dawson. I'm executive director for Accent Pontiac. Accent Pontiac is a social change through music program. Uh, we started in 2016 and we partner exclusively with the Pontiac School District to provide um, in-class percussion and general music education uh, programs. Dale Johnson. I'm Dale Johnson, Executive Director for Equal Access to Training, or for EAT. Uh, we located out of the Tri-Cities, uh, Michigan, Michigan area. So our organization is, um, is, is for training, training um, young athletes, young student athletes to help them get prepared for um, whatever sport they play in. Um, it's not any specific sports to say uh, we kind of do a lot with basketball, but our, you know, our thing is basically trying to build and create athletes. And Lizney Tate. Lizney Tate, I'm the executive director of Helping Women, period. So we provide free menstrual products to those experiencing homelessness and low-income disparity throughout Michigan. Um, we started in Lansing in 2015, and now we are up to about 32 counties, I think, maybe more. So um, mostly providing the actual products, pads and tampons. We also do a lot of education and um, a little bit of advocacy trying to get legislation passed for these products. In early 2020, a pandemic impacted the entire world. And while everyone was mandated to stay indoors and away from harm, healthcare professionals, essential workers, and nonprofit organizations were serving in harm's way. Organizations like Helping Women, period, Accent Pontiac, and Equal Access to Training changed their operations to tailor their focus to the need at hand, people. Our guests expressed the shifts made and the lack of funding nonprofits experienced during that moment. I think a lot of nonprofits are, you know, you like, when you have an issue like that, you kind of become cautious about what you're going to do next. And you kind of think about, well, okay, I ran out of volunteers last time. So what am I going to do? And like, for me, I had trouble getting product. So I keep more in stock than I did before the pandemic. And I, yeah, I just think it's just another one of those things we think about when we're trying to do strategic planning for our groups now. It's not the same. We're getting funders, but it's not like the big galas don't bring as much money as they used to because I think people are cautious about being in big groups still. I think also some of us looked at our big galas and thought, 
that's a lot of money that we put out to not get a lot of money back. Um, and maybe there are other ways we can do fundraising. So like the money from the nonprofit relief fund is going to help a lot in trying to figure out how we do fundraising differently. We used to have a breakfast because the way we started was a breakfast, you know, just kind of getting friends together and trying to raise money. And so we were had an anniversary breakfast every year. And our last one was March 7th, just before everything got closed down in 2020. So when you're just like a two-person shop like we are, trying to do fundraising on top of everything else, it was just a lot. You know, we're just trying to get our product out and get our mission filled. And we've been focused on not the fundraising part <laughs> for the last couple of years. So that's why we applied. We experienced losses during COVID too. Um, we had some some shifts in programming that were challenging for the organization. Uh, we had been hosting our program you know, in school operations, um, after school programming, right? Um, so when school wasn't in session, that was a big shift for us. It's like, how do we reach our students? Um, in addition to that, we, you know, uh, really strive to have a family environment at our organization. So we were hearing from families about other things that were impacting them during COVID-19. Families were struggling with groceries. They were you know, struggling with, you know, uh, PPE and, and access to other cleaning products. Uh, so our organization jumped in and helped those families in any way they could. One of the shifts that um, I'm most proud of was that our teaching staff went out to the homes of the families and the students that participated in our program, and they offered uh, porch lessons, we called it. Um, we bring kids out to their front porch and do bucket band and um, do one-on-one -on -one lessons with their instruments. And um, it was really a blessing for families, you know, to just have something for their kids to do during that time. And, um, you know, little brothers and sisters would come out on the front porch who weren't even involved in our program. And our, um, our, our staff would engage them as well. Um, so, you know we really appreciated the funding because doing that type of uh, programming and uh, providing those wraparound services was expensive uh, for our organization and it was something that we hadn't uh, planned on having to, to shift to. Um, not to mention that we couldn't hold fundraising events. Um, our organization is event heavy. Uh, we do about four fundraising events each year. So when we can't engage people um, you know, in person, that's really challenging. Um, so we did ship to some virtual um, events during that time. Um, I think we did like a virtual 5K, <laughs> um, but uh, nothing uh, is like being able to uh, get with your supporters one-on-one um, -on -one and engage them in your mission. The Michigan Nonprofit Association and the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity work with Michigan nonprofit organizations directly in a participatory grant-making process. It was the leaders of Michigan nonprofits that led the undertaking of Devian Out Grants. Our guests share their participatory grant-making funding experience. Participating in the process from that end, I'm, I'm really impressed with MNA and the staff and how they deploy the technology to be able to make it easy for us to participate 
as reviewers. The platform that they chose, the way we were able to score the applications, the way they made that so easy for us was really a testament. Like I, I, I've never participated in a process that was that well thought out, that sort of easy to participate in, even from the notifications. You know, there were some hiccups. I remember people saying that, you know, they would get a communication about an application to review and then they go to the platform and it'd be gone. Like, like we had so many, I, I believe because we had so many reviewers and everybody was excited about the process. You know, you snooze, you lose, right? Get in there quick if you want to get a chance to review something. <laughs> so it was a great process um, for me. Um, all of the communication throughout was very um, efficient. You know, I always felt in the loop. I always felt asked to participate just like this interview uh, process right now. So kudos to MNA. It was a, a great experience. They grouped us together. You know, we was able to come together and have Zoom calls, breakout sessions. Where we was able to put plans together on how we want to tackle things, how we want to present things to the public. They also gave us information where we was able to help others. So I, I didn't help at least three other people get grants, but, you know, get this grant as well, you know, just by showing them the things that we was looking for and letting them know that it was available, you know, so it's it's it's, it's not just us, man. We was able to work with the Michigan Nonprofit Association, and by working with them, we was able to work with others and help others, so it was a big deal. It was kind of exciting because we did, it's regional, so I got to meet virtually some other groups that are in our region, and, um, talk to them and actually there's a couple that I like reached out to afterwards saying hey I think we can work together so I, I think that was kind of neat and some of us reviewed the ap applications of other groups and so being able to look at that and look at their 990s and the answers that they gave to the like why they were having issues with COVID was really kind of eye-opening and nice to know that we weren't alone in some of the reasons that we did it and also to just kind of see an idea of like how long other groups have been out there and they're still doing the same things. <laughs> you know, I think that was good. The Michigan Nonprofit Relief Fund offered grants ranging from 5000 to 25000 for Michigan nonprofits with annual revenue less than $1 million. M&A and LEO administered the grants offering free funding made available specifically to Michigan nonprofits. There are various organizations that the Nonprofit Relief Fund is supporting. Organizations like Equal Access to Training, led by Dale Johnson. So this would help us reach more kids. Um, it'll help us do more as far as like, well, we got a, a, a tennis shoe giveaway coming up. We're we going to use some of the proceeds to give away some shoes to some young athletes for free. Hope that it helped them with their season coming up, whatever sport they play. We'll also be doing a bike giveaway this um, this winter. Um, teaming up with some local businesses to give away bikes to help kids stay in shape and um, be active. So this this brand go a long way. You know, you can always see the surface part, man. But like I say, being on the ground floor, you won't you on the outside you may not see some of the stuff we're doing. You know, man. But we feel it's effective. We feel it's helping others, and you know, we feel good about donating, uh, being a part of society to help others. So this is a really good thing for us, and we're excited. Lesney Tate. And her mission at helping women, period. You know, prices keep going up for all sorts of things, like our basic necessity, like the pads and tampons that I buy. Um, those prices keep going up. The other thing is, um, so part of it will go towards making sure we have the products we need. 
And the other part is, I don't know, we're, we're in a storage unit right now. So we're kind of looking for some place that we could not be at the whim of the owners of the storage unit. You know, like they change their rules all the time or they change owners all the time. And um, we're on our fourth owner of the storage unit since we've been there. And so it would be nice to have some kind of more permanent location. So that's part of what we're going to we're looking for. I asked Summer Dawson about the work the Nonprofit Relief Fund is supporting at Accent Pontiac, and she was happy to share that and so much more. Although we are a music program, we get a lot of funding from arts funders because we are providing a music education experience for Pontiac students. Our mission at Accent Pontiac is social change. Music is the vehicle, right? So one of the things that we've really been doing is looking at the data, surveying the, the schools that we operate in, surveying the students that participate in our program, really trying to get a grasp on how our organization is impacting social change. And I think social change is, is kind of a buzzword, right? I think that oftentimes funders don't know exactly what that means. And I think organizations don't know exactly what that means, right? Um, when you think about large-scale social change that has happened in our society, it's things like gay rights. It's things like women's right to vote, right? Like these are big, big issues that took decades to change societal view on in order to implement, right? Um, so when I think about social change for Accent Pontiac and a community like Pontiac, for me, it's about giving children opportunities to be leaders, allowing them to be creators and then allowing the community to see them in this capacity. And by extension, that becomes the norm for how children in Pontiac and in this um, area are viewed. They're leaders, they're creators. They are here for positive change in our community. So that I, I know you didn't ask me that, but I wanted to tell you that <laughs> um, because um, I feel like a lot of times the mission of what it is we're trying to do at Accent Pontiac is missed, but our real mission is that social change. Putting an instrument in the hands of a student is an empowering thing. And our program is free of charge to all the students that participate. The families don't have any expenses. The students don't have any. We don't even charge the school district. So we are fundraising for every component of what we provide, the door-to-door -door home transportation. Like these are all things that, um, you know, have a financial cost. We're so grateful for our partner, the Pontiac School District, and that they provide a lot of support um, for our program because they see the value of it too. The guest of Nonprofit Voices wanted to offer encouragement to the greater community of Michigan nonprofit organizations, their leaders, and their staff. Fall in love with the work. That's, that's the key, man. Stop worrying about the results, man. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about any of the outside force. Focus on the work and the, all the other things you want to come, man. So even with our nonprofit, even with athletes trying to get better with what they doing, we trying to do the same thing. We're going to focus We gonna focus on the work and fall in love with what we're doing. We're happy with what we're doing. The results may not be a, a, a billion-dollar nonprofit, but if we got a few kids that have made the college and got out of the got out of something that was that was hard for them, our job was accomplished. So, you know, that's what it's all about, man. Help them one at a time. Or I can say fall in love with that work. Appreciate what you do, man. It's, it's, it's a blessing each day to be able to come out here and 
do something to help others. And it's, it's a blessing, man. So don't take it for granted. Just enjoy it while you can. Well, I'm really appreciative of the MNA and um, for all the support that they did give us and organizing this because this was a huge undertaking. And I think nonprofits in Michigan should be grateful to have MNA around and use their services because they have so much that they do do. And I think a lot of nonprofits don't know, and it doesn't cost a lot to be a member. So, <laughs> you know, it's worth it. I think when you're a small nonprofit, you know, you've got your head down, you're just trying to get stuff done. And so if we can figure out a way to reach those and let them know, like if this happens again, it would be lovely to be able to help smaller, smaller nonprofits um, that are just starting out or just kind of, you know, have been there just plugging away. <laughs> and they're really good at doing what they do really well with not a lot. And But, you know, it could be so much better if they had a little bit more support financial or otherwise, really. I'm in an executive director role when 20 years of my career, I've been a fundraiser. So it's almost like I'm, I'm never going to take my fundraising hat off, right? However, um, what I see in organizations and what I hope for not only Michigan nonprofits, but all nonprofits is an ability to really see their mission and to, to do all they can to fulfill it. And to look at that mission in depth, right, and think about ways they can achieve it and how they can sort of measure that, right? I think the key to improved funding is being able to demonstrate outcomes. And demonstrating outcomes comes through knowledge of what your mission is and what your sort of indicators are towards achievement of that mission. So if you can figure those things out for your organization, I think you can unlock uh, funding potential that you may have never thought your organization um, could garner. And I think a lot of times that sort of data piece, really tracking the impact is missed in grassroots organizations and smaller organizations, because again, you don't have a lot of staff, there's not a lot of capacity, and you're thinking about helping people right here in the community in the moment. And I know how important that is as well. But Programs like this Relief Fund and, and other organizations that fund in Southeast Michigan can really do a service to organizations by supporting them and giving them some capacity to really dig into the data and figure out how to really achieve their missions. To find out more about Dale Johnson and Equal Access to Training, visit EqualAccessToTraining.com. And to learn more about Lesney Tate and Helping Women, period, visit helpingwomenperiod.org. Also, Summer Dawson and Accent Pontiac. Visit accentpontiac.org. The Michigan Nonprofit Relief Fund is a $32.5 million grant program to support small nonprofits with less than $1 million in annual revenue that incurred demonstrable expenses or losses after March 3, 2021, due to the pandemic. It has been administered by the Michigan Nonprofit Association, MNA, and the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity, LEO. If you're a Michigan nonprofit organization, find out more about the Michigan Nonprofit Association at mnaonline.org. And find out more about the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity at michigan.gov backslash LEO. And make sure you subscribe to the Michigan Nonprofit Voices podcast. 
I'm Shannon Kaysen. Talk to you soon.